of the morning to you, Cisa. You smoothie, me ice cold pizza. Cafe Ole, Latte Da. You do the Zumba, but I do not. Give me like half a marathon. I'll give you the gospel of St. John. It's been like the wake up on. Cause we both know that it's mercy flows in the morning. Yeah. 
Good morning, Father God. Good morning, Lord Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit. And good morning, Kevin. <clears throat> Father God, as we come before you this morning, full of thanksgiving, full of honor and gratitude to you, God. We thank you this morning. I bind up, according to First John 3 and 8, the works of the devil this morning. I bind up all spirit family connections that are evil. I break and destroy the power of all human evil spirits this morning. In the name of Jesus, I say, let God be magnified. In the name of Jesus, I say, Jesus is Lord, and he always will be. Brothers and sisters, it is a pleasure to be back on the tan line. Even although some of you know I never really left because this is my prayer time from 4 in the morning until about 7 prayer time. So for those of you that didn't bother to check, you need to, I think one of those days, Jessica sent you all um, an excerpt from uh, the school. But every day I was off, I put something up here on this deadline to encourage you, to let you hear and experience that this didn't just start, that I've been doing this for all those years. So I pulled out some old exorcisms, and I pulled out some old um, ministry that I had done years ago on, on, on the Internet through podcasting. And I don't know if she sent everyone. I don't really know. I just asked her to send, send them out a couple out, but you need to listen to those. Some of you battling witchcraft and all that stuff, you need to listen to the testimony came that and those situations. So now like um, like Paul Harvey used to say, I'm going to give you the rest of the story. The reason the Lord had to pull me off it's like I tell you all also, he had to pull me off the tan line <clears throat> because I was in the midst of too many unbelievers for too long. I had been ministering to unbelievers and <clears throat> witches on this line and um, doubtful people and faithless people. And I can't take a lot of that. <laughs> Man, I can take so much of it. But then it, it gets to a point where I have to pull myself away from it. Even if I don't have any obvious believers that believe with me. Remember, I kept talking about bracketing before, before God shut me down. And that's because he was... He was commanding me to bracket, to step out of this and look at what I'm doing. Step out of this and look at the people uh, I'm ministering to, the people who 
who who say their faith is one way or at one level, and in reality, they full of fear and doubt and unbelief. And and when it comes down to the wire, and something happens to them, they do not seek God first. I'm sorry, that's just the way it is. Out of this arena here, and I had to get with God, and God began to affirm my faith in him. As a matter of fact, not only did he begin to affirm my faith, but he took my faith higher. You see, brothers and sisters, you will never, ever grow beyond the level of faith that you exercise with God. Meaning, you ain't going to never raise the dead if you don't never pray for the dead to be raised. You're never going to be... Um, a, a healing evangelist if you don't ever heal anybody. You're never going to minister in the fullness of your calling if you don't minister, period. It is as simple as that. So I have been around people for too long that were pulling, that were pulling from me. And no matter how I was saying, you got to do this and you got to do that, and they weren't really doing that. Now, I'm not talking to everybody on here. I'm talking to, if the shoe fits, I'm talking to you. I'm talking to you. And so, like the Lord said, you know, you can talk till you blue and purple. You can talk till I come. There's no action. All you doing is you draining and sucking dry the person who was trying to bring you into the manifestation of where God is trying to get you to go. And not only are you sucking them dry, but you also have something in you because of your doubt and unbelief that is trying to bring them down to your level. And finally, God said, shut it down now. Come in you. And let's look at where you are. And let's look at where I'm trying to get you to go to. And let's see exactly what the situation is. So with me, this is how God does me. I don't know how he does you. I'm just sharing my experience with you. So what God did, from the day he told me to shut it down, I think the first day or two I had to rest. I had to Still get up at my same prayer time because this is my time with God, part of it. And then he began to show me how acknowledge him and his ability. And as I was watching, I love to watch God, by the way. That's what I do. I watched him allow the enemy to bring to, to to bring some a couple of little trials and tests to see I know he was he was just gonna see if I was gonna be obedient to him. Well he said don't minister on the deadline because <laughs> he wanted to show me. You see, brothers and sisters, 
There's a time when God will stop you from ministering. There's a time when God will even stop you maybe from talking because he wants you to shut up and listen. There's a time when he wants you to just receive through your eye gate. That's why I have people watch videos. There are times when he just wants you to sense his presence and know that he is with you. So this was one of my times for all this, these things. And let me tell you something. I had a lady call me up in desperation. She said it was in desperation. But she said it was for her friend. It wasn't for her. And then she said that her friend happened to have been an Asian lady. And I said to her, I said, well, you know, I got a lot of experience with um, different Asian cultures. And I said, I tell you what, how the lady, uh, you, you, see, she was calling me on behalf of the lady, which means that she had somebody she was ministering to, and she had hit a roadblock, but she didn't want to tell me that. She didn't want to tell me the truth. So when the lady called, and God, God gave me the okay and said, listen, just listen. So when the lady called, I said, I only want to ask the lady. I told her, I only want to ask the lady two questions. And that will determine if I can minister to her or not. Because you see, brothers and sisters, I learned a long time ago. I can't minister to everybody. Nope. There are some people that are not in the household of faith that God has given you to minister to. And I know that now. I even know those types of people and those types of situations that I just can't minister to. And so the first thing I asked the lady, how did you say? How you know God? Tell me how you know God. And she said, well, um, I don't know. And I'm thinking, uh-oh, strike one. Then the other lady chimed in. Well, she knows God like this, 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 this. I said, okay. I said, now tell me, uh, do you know Satan? How do you know Satan? The lady jumped up. Well, she doesn't know um, Satan and the devil. And I said, let me tell you something. I can't minister to you. I said, I can't minister to you because of these reasons. I said, one, I believe in a literal God. I said, I believe in the one true and living God alive in me. And that being the case, I believe in a literal devil. I believe in literal evil. I believe in literal spirits. I said, you and I do not believe alike. So therefore, I would be wasting your time, my time, I said, God has somebody out there that believes like you believe, and you need to get them to minister to you because you and I do not believe the same. I'm sorry. And I hung up the phone. Brothers and sisters, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. If you don't tell people the truth, 
person is going to have a bunch of problems and expect God to deliver them from those problems and heal them from those problems, and they don't know God, what are you wasting your time for? And then they got another person who is their spiritual head or whatever, ministering to them in agreement with them with all of this crazy stuff. I don't have nothing in common with either one of them. Because anything I say, the woman who brought the woman to me is going to translate it through some new age trash and through some new age garbage and yet expect God to move. Deborah Adams, they got sent to you. You know them? Put in the chat room. I see you put, yes, thank you for sending them. Did they come to you? I didn't send them. People I'm talking about came to you and used my name. I did not send them. Because they need salvation. And I would not send the devil to you. If if the devil is so bad, I don't want to deal with him. I'm not going to send him to you. Oh, the teachings, okay. Because I know I didn't send I told them they need to go and find Jesus first. And, uh, you know, they, they knew age kind of thing, didn't re- accept that. So I just said goodbye. Can't help you. Brothers and sisters, you're not called to everybody. You can't help everybody. And the sooner you learn that, come under. Oh, okay, Deborah. Sorry. As soon as you learn that, because you see, the reason God took took me off the line, because there was a lot of people that were on this TED line on the second shift, the third shift, and they were on here to bring nothing but destruction. They were on here on assignment from Satan. And they were gunning for me. <laughs> they were gunning for me. And allowed myself to get tired, I'd have been done for. Because that's, that's, the, that's the big only way they can get up, is they make us so tired that we slip. They make us so tired that we susceptible to the lies they send through the dreams and visions. They make us so tired because you see the Bible said in the last days that Satan would wear out the very patience of the saints. And that that's his assignment. So that's what he was going to do to me. Send me a, a, all these people from the right, the left, the top, the bottom and wear me out, and pretty soon, how does it go? What you do not overcome will overcome you. Anything that you do not overcome will overcome you. But that is why your obedience to God is so important. You can work, 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 but when God tells you it's time to stop and rest, it is time to stop and come into my presence, It is time to stop and let me minister to you so that you'll be capable, blessed in my assurance, of following my instructions exactly to the letter. So that was one of the experiences. 
I had many, many while I was off. Then <clears throat> I had to honor past commitments. So I don't see them because I don't know what their area code is. I think it's 609 from Seattle. Headliners are over, and and I and I, I know their names, but I don't connect where they live with their names. So I had an appointment that was already standing, and these people bought the tickets a month ago to come here from Seattle, Washington. And I knew they were coming. And uh, I asked Jessica to call them up and ask them what were they coming for. They told Jessica what they were coming for. So I said, okay. God said, okay. And I knew it was going to be all right because I needed to see God move. I needed to see God move beyond what you hear on this fed line. I needed to see God move manifested in the flesh. Because when I get to see God move, that means I get to be a part of a miracle, a sign, and a wonder, because that's what I believe in. And that's what God does through me and this ministry. But you know what? It wasn't happening. I saw a little miracle, and I'm asking God, steady, whoa, God, something is wrong. Something is wrong. And I could not pinpoint it. And so God finally said, he said, you know, you asked me what was wrong. I said, yeah. He said, you ministering to people that are of a different belief system than you. You ministering to a different people of a different faith level than you operate on. I said, oh. He said, but they think that you're right where they are. I said, well, God, you know, <laughs> I thought we was all on one accord. How many of them are experiencing signs and miracles and wonders? He said, how many of them think that I can miraculously heal, save, and deliver them? How many of them know that I work in the instant just like I work in the, um, in, 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 a, in a longer time? He said, it doesn't bring me honor for somebody to take a year to be healed and delivered. It doesn't take, it doesn't bring me honor for somebody to run around here with five years of pain and five years of misery and say they serve in me. And then when the unbeliever, when they tell it to the unbeliever, the unbeliever say, well, you know, um, I can get faster results than this from the witch. The results in this from the witch. And I said, okay. <laughs> okay. He said, now it's time for you. It's time for you. He said, I slowed you down so you could bring some people up to me. He said, but you can't stay where you are. You can't stay there. And you were settling in to stay where they were. I said, oh, man. I wasn't even conscious of the fact that I was doing it. He said, no, you weren't conscious of the fact because this is the trick the devil played on you. The devil sent 
a whole bunch of people that did not have faith in my ability to be God. And as long as you would have stayed there with them, thinking you was ministering to them, they were depleting you of your faith. He said, so I had to, I had to, I had to pull you out to send you back in, refreshed and ready. I said, God, for real? He said, mm-hmm. He said, now watch. And I began to watch. He sent technicians in here. I led one of them to the Lord. Internet technicians, I led one to the Lord. I led three or four people he sent over the phone that needed Christ, that didn't know him. And and it's, I told you, it's a couple of 300 left. That I was, I was not, because pulling on me so bad, ministering to people who did not have faith. I'm talking to you. Yes, I'm talking to you. The one you thinking, am I, I, I'm talking to you. Well, how do you know? Because when I got off the tailline, people that I know needed to be received miracles, and he got them. But we were all overshadowed by these people who've been taught deliverance is a process. No, deliverance is a miracle. I said deliverance is a miracle. Then the Lord showed me, you fighting to all these people who were on the tan line, got off, because they just assumed you didn't know what you're doing. He said, but I want you to tell them when you get back on this. Listen, tan liners, those of you that have been running around here putting your mouth on me, I don't know what I'm doing. You're right. <laughs> you are absolutely right. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't. The Bible says, for those that are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. I am led by the Spirit of God every day. So when you run around here saying, I don't know what I'm doing, you're absolutely right. But guess what? That's why your Jezebel witchcraft don't work on me. Because I'm just led by God so that every day, every moment, every second, God changes, I change with him. I change with him. I don't have, I have a plan, overall general plan. And I know the only way I'm going to reach the goals in that plan is that God is going to have to instruct me every step of the way, every inch of the way. I don't have a, a, a seven day, a ten days. So therefore, I don't have to yield to your plan. I don't have to yield to the way you do it. You keep doing it the way you do it. I am not in one iota in an attempt to change you. I'm not. But this is my job. My job is to help you see God in it. You know God as your partner in it. To help you know God as your instructor in it. To help you know that God 
is in it, but he's above you. And you can't make him work your plan. You got to work his plan. And you can't make me work your plan. I got to work the plan according to the purpose of him who has called me into ministry. Yay! You get it? You get it? I used to have people come to my healing home. People in my healing home were so messed up in Jezebelic witchcraft, so messed up thinking, oh, I'm a great one. I got the secret weapon of God. Ain't nobody else got. I got to open your eyes to something. God ain't got no secrets. God ain't got everything of God is freely available. But you just got to be close enough to him for him to make it available to you. And if it's not according to his plan for your life, you ought to be loving him so much, so yielded to him, that you don't want to work your plan. You want to work his plan in you. Yay, God! So let me tell you what happened. You see, I don't believe. And I'm never going to believe it. And probably I don't believe it because when God delivered me, it was miraculous. It was supernatural. So it's hard for me to go backwards to man's plan. Even although, understand this, I minister man's plan when that's what's needed. When I find a person that has absolutely no knowledge of God or not enough knowledge of God to receive from God, then I have to go to where cause God meets us, each and every one of us, at the point of our own need. Do you know I had more people get delivered? I had more people get saved? Of those replays that I know about every day. I mean, I played the replays like God said, play them. And people calling me up and sending me donations because they got delivered, because they got healed, because they heard somebody else and their belief began to rise up. And they said, why not me? That's what the replays did for people. I got emails. Thank you, Sister Erica. Now I know what was in my I didn't even know the devil could come in through your neighbors who you don't even know and run that kind of habit. Through the replays. So these ladies came. They gave me permission to tell it. They had a four-hour layover in uh, Charlotte last night, going from here back to Seattle. And and let me tell you something. I know God sent them here. I know God has a Macedonia call on Seattle. I, I kept thinking it was for me to go to uh, Minneapolis. 
But what I found out about Seattle and what happened here in the sanctuary, I got a message here called Ephesians 1. I probably do it tomorrow or I might, yeah, I'll do it tomorrow. I'm not going to overextend myself no more. Came here. One of them was a complete and total skeptic. She just came to accompany her sister, but she was inside hurting, inside crying out to God. One, this lady had been bound, write this in the chat room, somebody, for 54 years. Four years she had been bound. The clinical term, uh, devil, of her problem would be depersonalization. Write that down, devil. I want you and I going to write a book on it. Depersonalization. Now, you don't hear much about depersonalization disorder. Average person that is bound by these demons don't even know they're bound bound. But that's what she was found by. And she had had pain in her body for 54 years. You hear me? She done been to, I don't know how many deliverance ministers. She done been to, I don't know how many therapists, psychiatrists. She done attempted to commit suicide, and God brought her back. She died in the suicide, and God brought her back. She was at the point now of, this is just me. This is my lot in life. I got to live with this. Brothers and sisters, I want you to see, this lady didn't know how to smile. She had a permanent frown etched in her face. I looked at her. She looked at me with a spirit, and that spirit said, you ain't going to do nothing. I got her, and you ain't going to do nothing because I'm not going to let you. I just kept looking. And I said to that demon, the lady didn't, I'm talking to God, I'm talking to the demon in her, talking to God at the same time. And then it's going to sit up in my sanctuary. God made it manifest. And I said, God, you got one here, man. Really? (laughs) Really? What you going to do, God? What you going to do? And you see what had happened. When she experienced the trauma, it took her into a complete amnesia, amnesia state. She had no conscious memory. This is why this is why the therapist couldn't get it. It's almost like it didn't happen. And the reason why, brothers and sisters, it wasn't a family member. It was a man who owned the local 
store in the neighborhood. Got a four-year-old, because they called him uncle and aunt, off in the woods and brutally, you know the rest of the story. Raped, molested, a four-year-old baby girl. who now has no conscious memory at all of anything. But as if the the rape of a four-year-old wasn't as bad, wasn't bad enough. You know what else they used? They used sex, magic, voodoo, and the man became her spiritual husband at four. You hear me? So for 54 years, this demon in the manifestation of a spiritual husband blocked her from having a husband, blocked her from having joy, and was living inside of her, time-sharing her body. Now, you got to understand, he's dead now, but spirits don't die. They don't die. And if they never get cast out, they're still there. This spirit husband, pervert, this upstanding member of the community, Pew, was living in the body of this woman. Not only that, they were identified. They told me they remember the clan burning the cross in their front yard. They remembered the clan burning the cross in the front yard of the man who was the local pervert. And so when God set her free, he set every young girl free that he had done the same thing to and that he was living in now in the manifestation of a spirit husband. Yay, Jesus! He broke chain after chain. She came here with 54 years of bondage, and she left here completely set. See, that's what I believe. And I only needed one person in agreement with me instead of all of you out there who think that it takes God 15 years and that it takes God this spirit and that spirit. And No, God did a complete work. And I need her to tell you. I need her to tell you how she's going in to work this morning with the joy of the Lord in dominion. I need her to tell you, and she she's going to. Now, that's just one. You see, God had to get me back on track. So then the other sister says, what about me? <laughs> Two sisters call 
by God to work together in the ministry of freedom. But God had to hold the other sister who got the calling of a prophet. God had to hold her back until her other sister got free enough to be able to be her right arm. So then I said, okay, it's your turn. This was the next day. So I learned something. I got to go back to my old way. I can't have five and six and seven and eight and nine and ten people jamming me up at the same time. I did it, unless it's a mass deliverance. But even when I used to do mass deliverances, I would do the mass deliverance, and then I would deal with the hard stuff later, next. So then I see I see a spirit manifest on the sister. Now the other sister's spirit is in agreement with me. Woo! All right? She's in agreement with me because God done made her a believer. She's sitting there trying to figure out, looking for the pain. I, I, I saw her. She was looking for the pain. Where the pain go? Where is it at? She was looking for it. I said, it's gone, and it won't be back in the name of Jesus. So then we get to the other sister, and the spirit manifests in, in, in behind her. I said, mm, what is that? Now, mind you, <clears throat> the man that owned the store, the, the upstanding citizens, the little, the little girls down there with candy and stuff, she said she didn't go down there. She didn't go down there because her spirit wasn't in her. He was in all the other ones. He was in all the other ones in the neighborhood. You know how the pain got on him? This no good defiling devil put his full body weight on a four-year-old baby. It smothered her. It, it like crushed her whole body. And her body maintained the memory to get rid of the pain. And his wife helped him because they was doing voodoo, sex magic. And they didn't have no children of their own, so so they didn't feel nothing by molesting all the little girls. So then, to the sister. See, they they from, well, I ain't even going to go there. It ain't important. Thing, the thing that manifests. <laughs> okay, we're we going to deal with you. It said, my job, I came in her mother's womb. I said, which, which side of the family you come from? Now, now we got family stuff here. It said, I came from the father's side. I said, so what you supposed to do? He said, I was supposed to keep her from Christ. I was supposed to, my job was to keep her from Jesus. I said, Oh, okay. I said, You 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 came from the mother's womb? He said, Yeah, he said, I did every dirty, rotten, destructive thing I could to keep her from God. I said, Really? He said, Yeah. Well, that demon and I went to war. 
to make a long story short, the other sister got free. Her, hers, and the and we broke that spirit off the family line. It said, and all the fathers, all the men, I, I, I asked her, all the men in her family have the same kind of problem. Her dad's brothers and grandfather and great-grandfather. Because I said, I said, how old, I said, how old are you? I said, I, I said, how long have you been in that body? I said, 150 years. I said, oh, that's uh, three generations and then some. I don't know about that. But let me tell you what else I do. When I asked the demon, I said, where you come from? He said, Paraguay. I said, what? <laughs> and then I was going to trick the demon. I said, let me hear you. Do you speak Spanish? Because see, the, the, there's another language that they speak in, in uh, Paraguay and it's a it's a different dialect but she said I don't understand this language I can't I can't speak it and I knew that demon was legit so I said so I said wow this is really interesting because they building me a church in Paraguay and there are Paraguay people from Paraguay on the tip that listen every day and been learning and now they minister. How did you how did you get to the United States? They say on a boat and I walked. So oh, excuse me. <laughs> Some of the stuff I don't even remember because I try not to remember people's deliverance unless it's like this was pretty bizarre. We got some of it on uh some of it. I said so I did a lot to keep her from Jesus. I did a lot to stop her from preaching and ministering. It's that preaching and ministering. And what it was saying is like I would have done more, but they made it here. Here to Dalton. The demon, the demon, the demon put a man beside her to tear up her ministry in the person of her husband. It said it did it. It said it had help. It said it would do anything. And bringing people to Christ. So that is part of my last, the test. So I have to go back and do what I do and do more one on ones. And, and, and he showed me how, you know, so it was, uh, it was hard. It was, it, it made me tired, but at the same time, um, I was able to just sit there 
and minister until until now now don't get me wrong, it's still a few little things there. Because I went in and got the hard stuff. So it's a few little fleshly things there. They'll come out over the 10 months. They'll come out over the teaching God has given me to do. They ready. Because the sister that brought the sister here is a deliverance minister. And she was on her last breath. And she left here breathing. She came here. I can't breathe. But she left here breathing. I'm so happy God used me in this ministry. I'm so happy he straightened me out. I'm so happy he he loved me so much. He took time to chastise me. To get me where he has to have me to be. Forget about where I want to be. But didn't I always say, I want to do his will. I want to be used how he want to use me. But you see, human flesh and the world would take you off. People. And then God reminded me. He said, Erica, don't forget. Moses didn't make it into the promised land. He said, why, Erica? I said, because he allowed the people to frustrate him and cause him to do what he thought he knew to do because he had done it before. He said, that's right. Where I'm taking you, you ain't never done it before. When I make a step forward, you, your foot should be so close to my foot that if I step back, I'll be stepping on your feet which reminds me that somebody's going to get healed in their feet this morning. I don't know who you are, but you just moved your feet. God's healed your feet already. You see, he said the people have become like witches. I say, what? (laughs) He said, yeah. He said, I don't use rituals, Erica. He said, I don't use rituals. Rituals. He said, I don't even do rituals in, in my temple. He said, I didn't even do rituals in my tent of meeting. He said, because every time the priest went out there, and every time the, 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 the priest went into the inner holy of holies, he said, my fire manifested a different way. My flames don't even jump the same way. My flames don't even jump the same height continuously. I say, God, thank you for loving me so much. He said, and all that, <clears throat> all that riffraff stuff you had to take, don't worry about that. Don't worry about that. He said, you just got to remember one thing and one thing alone. As you go forth into deeper depths, higher heights than me. I said, what's that, Lord? He said, I'm your covering. Whoa! He said, I'm your covering. He said, I am your covering. 
I did. That was it. I am your covering. Cover you. You're going to cover me. That's what he told me this morning. He ended it yesterday. I am your cover. Then this morning he said, as I cover you, you're going to cover me. What can I say? I'm glad to be back. I ain't going to be tricked again. (laughs) I tell you that. It's time for you to come up. For real. It's time for you to comprehend one thing. Ever you need. God's got it. And God's got the ability to give it to you. If it is in accordance, hear me this morning, with his plan and his purpose, not yours. He has the purpose. You have to plan it to fit in in accordance with his purpose. And then you get it all. He did a few other things for me, too. He blessed me. He blessed this ministry. But if I had not gotten off this line, I would have missed it. What I'm trying to tell you, whatever you need, God's got it. And if God's got it, you can have it. But you got to obey him, and you got to step out the zone by faith of God, by faith in God, by faith to God. And remember this, people will always try to keep you where they are because that's Satan's plan.
spirits don't die, but they can be taken into captivity and they can be contained and they can be stopped. Witchcraft can be overpowered. Yeah. 